With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Foot Weekly podcast. Ben isn't here because he was lucky enough to be in Amsterdam and watch what we've just seen, which was the EAFC trailer. Uh, you know, welcome to the club and all that. Um, and to go through the whole trailer, we've got two people with us here who've uh, who've got different perspectives. We've all got different ways that we approach FIFA, so it'd be great to see what we all took from it. So first, we've got top NA player, Hubert. How are you doing, mate? Thanks for having me. It's uh, exciting to be here. You know, wish we were in the room with Ronaldinho and Erling Haaland, but, you know, it is what it is. Maybe one day. Yes, yeah, I, I, the 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 Ronaldinho loving that this podcast has had of people packing him and getting him out of icon picks and Ben's long term obsession, the fact that he's you know in the room he's got pictures of him as he said the closest he'll ever get to packing him uh, is uh, it's it's yeah I, I've got I've got some thoughts on the icons they brought out because they kind of just discarded them uh, but we have got a second person with us uh, and that is Ranners how are you doing buddy doing pretty good man. You know, getting to be on this podcast is nearly as fun as being there, right? So so don't underwrite the podcast just yet, Huber, please. Thank you. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I couldn't agree more. So I think what we'll, what we'll do, for those of you that maybe missed the trailer or were just overwhelmed by the avalanche of waffle that you received from the presentations, we'll kind of go through it all. We'll maybe pick out some of the bits that you might have missed, and then we'll kind of go back through it in a bit more detail afterwards. So it started with, I believe his name was Andrew Wilson, who was uh, very sharply dressed, looked like he might have had a bit of work done, but you never know. Talks about frozen pints, uh, when he went to Bayern Munich, which I thought was improbable. Uh, we then had the best-named presenter for an online presentation I've ever seen, a very swanky studio, and out they brought Web Camera. No way was his... It wasn't. It was Cam Webber. But, you know, it's, it's just a ridiculous... It felt like a lot of the names they'd pick from a hat, but I'm sure they're all very important people who have done lots of stuff. And he introduced two themes that I think ran throughout the whole process, which was authenticity and innovation. We might get onto the authenticity part. Obviously, you know, Petr Cech's the best striker in the game at the moment, and a goalkeeper is better than his brother who actually plays outfield in midfield. So that's an interesting word that they've chosen there. Um, and they've also spoke about, in this initial section, a £10 million investment, I think they said, into football infrastructure into kind of giving young people a chance. So your, uh, your FIFA point money isn't going totally to waste. Um, and then they kind of teased the 
brand interactions they're now able to do. And on the screen was Beats, Pepsi, Nike, Adidas, or Adidas, and PlayStation. The fact they've got both Nike and Adidas was massive. Uh, and there's a bit more on that later on when we come to the pre-order. They said, welcome to the club, maybe about 150 times, but we're, we were all very much welcomed. Then out came DJ Jackson, another fantastic name. And this was essentially them just showing off licenses at this point. The, they had all the trophies from all the major competitions around the world, then brought out the Women's UEFA Champions League with Alex Scott, who came out on stage, who I felt looked a bit nervous, having seen her on TV in the UK. She doesn't usually seem that nervous. Um, they also introduced that they've got the Women's Leagues in Spain and Germany. Um, at one point, he said that um, it's very deep and expensive coverage, which I thought was very... It was a great Freudian slip. I'm sure he meant expansive. And then... EA packed three walkouts in the space of about three minutes and didn't talk to any of them. That was Luis Figo, Didier Drogba, and Ronaldinho, who came out looking like an absolute boss, who brought in uh, the Premier League, the Champions League, and I think it was the La Liga trophy that Figo brought out. Um, it was, yeah, it was nice to have some real-life walkouts, and then, you know, as they do in FIFA, they're just into your club and that you don't think about them again. Uh, and then we had Nick... Vlodica, which I think is how you say it, uh, who came on to talk about the kind of innovations in gameplay. And there were some sentences he said, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk about later, that really got me excited. But he talks about a kind of three-pronged attack for their uh, gameplay, which was Hypermotion V. So they're now scanning real-life matches instead of people in a kind of studio to get some animations. Again, that could be good, but I also saw Haaland scoring about... 350 overhead kicks in the trailer. So, you know, that might be overpowered. Uh, then we saw the Frostbite engine has been updated. So now, like, you know, their shirts move properly. And they kept talking about this EA Sports Sapien technology that was 10 times more precise. Again, a lot of that's just, you know, I know Holland is the home of the pancake, but it was a lot of waffle going on. Uh, and then we had Playstyles as the, as the third tenet. And this Playstyles was a little bit different to anything we've seen before. It kind of felt like traits that we've had in the game, but this one's informed by Opta, so from real-life stats. And there was plenty of times where they mentioned the fact that you could change somebody's playstyle, it would improve long shots. It definitely just felt like a traits kind of system. I wonder if it'll be linked into chemistry, whether chemistry is going to be a thing at all anymore. I think it is. But that was quite an interesting part that they didn't dive too much into detail on. And then they got to the ultimate team announcement, which is something we've kind of all known for a while. It's causing a lot of debate amongst people who probably aren't mature enough to have that debate. Uh, and it's women in Ultimate Team. Leah Williamson looked delighted to announce that William, that women were uh, in Ultimate Team. Yeah, she, she could have been a little bit more enthusiastic. Um, but we've got a lot of information on the website around that. A lot of information on the website that kind of wasn't covered in the presentation at all, which we'll also go through when we go into a bit more detail. But the other big addition to Ultimate Team that they mentioned was Evolutions, the ability to upgrade a card from the ones that we've seen have gone from silver to gold and have said that they have to meet specific criteria. So I'm not sure you'll be able to pick whoever you want, which was kind of the rumor. It looks like it's going to have to be a certain rating of player, but that you'll be able to upgrade them to keep up with the power curve, which if you're picking a silver early, they're going to have to upgrade fairly quickly. But I really liked it. It looked like you could change a few more things. Again, more information on the website. Some of it really interesting. We'll get into that. Then they talked about the FC Spear, Sphere, sorry, of FC Online, which 
was their esports in Asia. It's going to be at the Asian Games. It's the first time they're saying it's the first time it's been recognized as a sport, which I think is a bit of a stretch. They talked about FC Mobile getting an update. FC Tactical, which was a new turn-based strategy game. We'll all give that a try, I'm sure. And then FC Pro, which I know um, who was very interested in, was the new esports platform with a pa- proper path to the finals, a real uh, leaderboard, it seemed like, that you could kind of see where you are. But I, I don't know too much about it. They didn't go into too much detail. Maybe who can can expunge on that a little bit for us. Uh, and then they gave us the release dates, September 29th. And early access is now seven days, so you can get on the game September the 22nd. Um, And the early access comes with, as it usually does, a lot of things, but things they didn't talk about at all in the presentation, which again I found interesting, which was a Nike card. There's a Nike campaign that's coming. I will say the card design looks delightful. Uh, There's a Team of the Week item, again, that looks delightful from the first Team of the Week. And then a... It, it says limited time UCL hero card. So the limited time thing is odd to me. I don't know if you'll only be able to use them for a certain period of time, but coming in November, if you pre-order the game with the Ultimate Edition, you get this UCL uh, card that's got a really cool design. We'll have to wait and see what they are. And then to finish it all off, they somebody went and woke up Erling Haaland, uh, dreadlocked his hair, brought him out on stage and announced him as the face of the new game and... I could not believe he managed to stop himself from saying FIFA on about three separate occasions. The word FIFA was never mentioned once in the entire presentation, which I thought was a great job for everybody involved. But that was kind of the presentation in a nutshell. There wasn't an awful lot of information, but there was also lots of information. So we're going to go through it all and kind of just want first impressions. What was the thing that stood out to you? I'll I'll, I'll go to you, Hu. That's it's tough. There's there's a lot there. I think I think the thing with the most potential is probably hypermotion, even though it's not really like a feature where it's like a new mode or something that people get excited about. I think just the way they described it as being able to see things happen in real life and within days add them to the game. I think it has a lot of potential. Could be bad, you know, if they rush something in and it's not balanced or something. But I think overall that, you know, being able to see something in real life and within days go and do it in FIFA as well. um, I think that is a lot of promise, especially for realism when we talk about how the game plays and balancing that being able to add so many different animations gives a bit more variety gets less stale and hopefully less you know do this one or two things that are overpowered and nothing else is good yeah i agree it's it's one of those things where you can hear a lot about it but until you actually play the game and can maybe see how it's implemented it's it's difficult to know as you say, is it going to be balanced? What's going to be overpowered? So it's it's one of those things that always sounds good and it, they've got some really fancy graphics, but until you actually get hands-on experience, then you don't really know for sure. But I definitely think the gameplay side of it had a bit more of a push than I was expecting in something that isn't a gameplay trailer. The gameplay trailer tends to come in August. There was quite a lot of talk about the gameplay. What about you, Runners? Was there, was there anything that stood out to you? Well, in general, I actually am super excited. As crazy as the sound for the tactical game, I absolutely love turn-based games just in general. Um, so to get like a EAFC kind of version of that, I'm actually really excited. Oh, I wasn't. Be- I wasn't being sarcastic in any way, shape, or form. I-, I I actually think it has potential to be a very, very big game for you know from a content creator perspective. There's 
I, people eat up the mobile versions of the game. So it will be interesting to see what it looks like. I don't know if they were teasing it in the background. There was like an upgrading your stadium thing. And then it kind of almost looked like a chessboard version of a football pitch that were they were moving people around in. So it will be interesting to see what that is. And the fact that they were very clearly saying this is all in one ecosystem, there's potential for a bit of crossover there. I, I think we'll go back to whose point just to begin with, because the basis of any football game has to be the, the football. Uh, and so there was a line said in the presentation uh, by Nick, uh, and he said, let me let me find the exact quote now. He said, this will be the best gameplay you have ever seen in an EA football title. And that feels like quite a bold claim. Now, best, I suppose, is... It depends how you're looking at it. Most realistic or the best to actually play with, the most balanced. And it seemed like I, I, the play styles aspect to things, I found quite an interesting addition, especially them saying you can add it to players. And I'm wondering if it's going to be kind of like Accelerate this year, where it might be something that is quite overpowered throughout the whole game cycle. I don't know if you thought that as well here. I know you've you've said you don't know until you see it in game whether it's balanced, but I wonder if you had any other thoughts on the on the gameplay that we were shown anyway. The gameplay we saw looked interesting. I know it's always hard to compare a trailer to, you know, the real gameplay just in terms of how often these things will happen and things like that, but I think, you know, again it does have a lot of potential and I'm curious, you know, if they go about announcing, you know, and today we added these new animations based on this, or if it's just kind of a surprise, like you're playing and suddenly Holland does like a flying back heel or something. And, you know, you didn't even know you could do that. But yeah, I, I think it's it's something that has a lot of potential. The gameplay does look pretty good. Um, but again, it, it really just more comes down to the balancing at this point. I think the graphics themselves, like they're already pretty realistic. So I feel like it's kind of marginal at that point. But um, hopefully it just helps with smoothing things out, balancing out different animations, things like that. And and just from a perspective of kind of the pro scene, obviously they did talk about this new EA Pro platform. Again, another thing they seemed quite excited about that they hadn't had before. Do you have any idea what that might be? They didn't really give us a lot of information. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's I kind of wonder if it's just kind of reformatting some of the qualifiers and things like that. I assume we'll get you know more information later, but you know as it is right now, you know the the crossplay, um, you know you're able to play against people from other platforms. I think sometimes some of the competitions are PlayStation specific, just based again on you know what you said at the beginning with the sp- sponsorship of PlayStation on there. Could see that being a thing, but um, you know at this point they haven't really said anything. Yeah, it's it, it, again, it's one of those things that obviously doesn't necessarily currently mean a lot to a lot of people that play the game. It's, you know, it's quite a small group of people, but it's definitely an area. Esports as a whole and and the competitive scene of FIFA has been something they've pushed for so long. And it's never really got going, I feel, in the in the kind of mainstream that play the game. And I wonder if this is another attempt by them to try and push in that direction. But, runners, I think what we'll what we'll move on to is for me, the license aspect of it it kind of felt like them going, we're not losing anything. I don't know if you got that feeling as well. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when they had like the big multi-year Premier League kind of thing. Like the licensing is huge and people are always like, 
Yeah, but you know, if if the gameplay is good, you know, it's whatever, I'll play the game. But honestly, when it comes down to, especially the masses, right? So not even people that are going to be maybe even watching that trailer or, you know, listening to a podcast like this. Licensing matters a lot. And I don't think that can be undervalued. And I think they know that, they're fully aware of that. And they really have made sure people know, like, just because we're changing from FIFA, we're not losing licensing. It kind of almost felt like they were showing off, like properly showing off the kind of, we have exclusive rights to the two biggest competitions in the world. The champion outside of the World Cup, which obviously no one would ever talk about. The Champions League and the Premier League. It was, you know, bringing the trophies out on stage, having these legends do it. It was kind of a weird way to treat the legends, I felt, and kind of bring it out and then make them walk back down the stage and everyone can clap again. Um, there was a... There was quite a funny moment when they were talking about the uh, frostbite engine, which is, you know, he said to get your frostate checks is how I heard it anyway. Um, so I, I, it was, in terms of the presentation as a whole, I felt like there was quite a lot of brand building that went on where it was, this is a new game. This is a new brand. We have got experience doing this, as you all know, but that, you know, we all love football and this is going to be the club. Welcome to the club. That that was said so many times that it will be like there's um I've seen on the website again one of those things that they didn't mention if you play ultimate team before november 1st this year you get an EAFC founder you know membership in inverted commas essentially you it's kind of like being a foot founder from back in the day but they say on it that that will give you bonuses both this year and in the future of EAFC so it's another one of those things of going you know be part of this new venture. And I, I don't know about either of you. I, 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 was, I, was getting, I got taken along. After we kind of got through a bit of the preamble, I got taken along with it a little bit more. I think we'll move into Ultimate Team because one of the biggest causes of debates, for me anyway, uh, has been the inclusion of women in Ultimate Team. And... I kind of want to just clarify everything that was said, but also everything that's in, there's a there's an FAQ on EA's website about how women in Ultimate Team will work. I find it interesting they're launching it now, now that they've broken away from FIFA. Um, but let me just read out the FAQs. Will men and women's footballers compete on the same pitch? Well, as we saw in the trailer, the answer is yes. All players will compete on the same pitch in Ultimate Team. You have the opportunity to create hybrid squads with more players than ever to choose from around the world's game and compete with your unique team across Ultimate Team. How will men and women's footballers be integrated together across everything in Ultimate Team? In packs, both men's and women's footballers will be available together in the pool of players. Transfer market, all tradable players will be searchable on the transfer market based on their league, club, nationality, position, and price. Objectives, men and women's footballers will both be eligible as objectives requirements and objectives rewards. Rewards, both men's and women's footballers will be included in rewards. Squad building challenges, both men's and women's will be able to be submitted and won. And draft, anybody in the current player pool, so that includes women and men's footballers, will be available in drafts. There's also going to be icons and heroes from women's football. We saw Mia Hamm, I think, in the trailer was probably the biggest one getting subbed on for Luis Figo. Uh, and then we have how will squad chemistry work? And essentially, it's exactly the same as now. It's just that the league is different. So you can have a Chelsea men's player and Chelsea women's player. They will both get the Chelsea link, but not the league link. So chemistry will still be a thing. It looks like the chemistry system is going to be the same. At least it's going to be built on the same basis. Whether they change how you earn chemistry, we'll be, we'll be able to see later on. 
And then finally is how will ratings work? All players in Ultimate Team are rated relative to the players they play against on the pitch in the real world. Ratings will be consistent with other modes in the game. So if they're 85 in kickoff, they're 85 in Ultimate Team. This, I think, will be the part of the conversation where somebody may look at the fact that they said authenticity about 150 times in the in the trailer or in, in the presentation and then see that all players are rated relative to the players they play against in real life, but in Ultimate Team, they're going to play together, but using the ratings where they only play within their own gender. That feels... There's a there's a disconnect, I think, there in terms of what they're trying to say, the authenticity, which is essentially we've got lots of licenses, and a realism, a realistic representation of football on the pitch. There are two slightly separate things. And I think it's I know it's a kind of tricky topic to talk about. Definitely not one that the maelstrom of eight to fifteen year olds can have with any kind of you know nuance. Um, but I think in this environment, I I kind of like to get your two perspectives. I'll, I'll start with you, Runners. I'll throw you this hot potato. And like, how do you see this working? And what do you think it means for Ultimate Team moving forward? I mean, I think it's absolutely brilliant. So this is pretty easy for me because I'm like a huge advocate for it. So I think it's going to be really good. I think anything that adds like more variety, right? So you're getting so many extra players in the game. And you just know some of them are going to be like extremely meta and it's just going to be some random players. And then, I mean, outside of Ultimate Team, it's going to add a lot to women's game. I think it's going to give a lot more publicity to it and stuff, which is also great. But yeah, within the game specifically, I, I feel like a lot of the players will be usable. My only worry is if height is like a big issue. That is like my number one concern. And I think that can definitely destroy a lot of the women players in the game if it's very like aerial dominated and that crossing say for example is really effective but still you can maybe they'll be used more as like wingers and like good dribbling midfield players rather than like center backs yeah i, I could definitely see that too how, how about you who how do you how do you kind of see it in the in the current ultimate team environment yeah, I'm excited as well. Um like Renner said, I think it just comes down to the balancing. I, I wonder if they might need to change you know, how they define lengthy for a woman because of, you know, there's not that many that are, you know, six foot three, six foot four. So, you know, when we talk about the height requirements for explosive versus lengthy, that might be a factor. And then you wonder if, if you have like a five foot nine lengthy player, you know, is that going to be kind of overpowered because they get the running benefits of lengthy, but they're, you know, the, the more responsive, shorter players. So it'll be interesting to see how they take care of it. I think one of the biggest factors that I, probably haven't seen discussed too much is that they're definitely going to want to make these women's cards good and usable and linkable, which means we're probably, I don't want to say doubling, but significantly adding to the pool of top tier players to use in the game. When you think like right now, how many players outside of the top five European leagues and maybe the Saudi league, you know, are really good. Like, especially from the start in other leagues, you might have an 82 and 83 at best, but now, you know, we're adding four or five leagues where there's players that will be, you know, 87, 88, 90 rated even. So, um, you know, it significantly increases the pool of top players. Also increases the pool of not as good players, but, you know, they're not really adding the off leagues for women. There's no, you know, like Australian league or something like that, you know, where the players are mostly silver and bronze. So there should be quite a few more usable player options coming into the game. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think the other thing from a just from a purely kind of ultimate team team building perspective is that some of the elite women's teams aren't necessarily the elite men's teams. So, you know, the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal. No, uh, the likes of like Leon, for example, are one of the best women's teams and have some of the best players in the world. Um, I know that was driven by, I think, their director of football who has moved on. So that may change over time, but it could also give, I think Wolfsburg as well have got a very good women's team. So it might now open up different clubs to be linked as well. A special card that you went, oh, you can't link them with anybody. There's now those extra options. I, I definitely think that like from from where I am, I like it. I think it's something we probably won't be talking about six months into the game cycle. I think it will be a bit jarring to begin with. It'll be something to get used to, but eventually it will be just like having any any other player in. I know that there are people that feel like it will break the realism of the game for them. You know, I mean, we've seen with shapeshifters, that's kind of already happened for a lot of people. Um, but... I, I, I think it. I think it's a necessary addition. As I, as I agree with you, runners. I think it's massive for the women's game. How many more women's players will, like young men specifically, be able to name by the end of next year and have some sort of link to, connection to, some support of? Yeah, yeah. With the women's World Cup this summer, you know that might just start that ball rolling of a little bit. I, I know for me, you know the major tournaments of women's football, I've got massively invested in the last kind of four or five of them. Um, I think it was the one in Canada was the first one I really properly watched. And it's been something I've then actually kind of taken an interest in. I went to um, Manchester United women's game. They played West Ham at, uh, at Old Trafford. And it was, you know, it's a different experience. It's a, it's a different product than the kind of men's football that you're used to. But there is this absolute merit in, I think, joining them together and kind of, just increasing that awareness. And if you're if you really that way inclined, you go, oh, I don't want to have women and men's playing on the same pitch, then just build your team full of men. If that's really, you know, you've you still have the option to create your ultimate team. But I think for the for what is quite a male-dominated game and market, the ability now for you know women and young girls that are playing this game to see you know, other women in the game would be able to go, I can play with them in Ultimate Team. The main game mode that, you know, is played and, and the main thing you see online is around always around Ultimate Team. The fact that they can now be included, I do think is going to be massive. And I honestly think, unless they get the balancing completely wrong, it will be a total non-issue by the end of next year. And I, I don't think we'll be talking about it. At least that's my that's my hope anyway. So moving on from the... From that edition of, of Women Into Ultimate Team, we've got Evolutions. This was the thing I was most excited about because upgrading players has always been something I've wanted to be able to do in FIFA. We've kind of seen it with the Future Stars upgrade path, but it's always getting a new card. It's not upgrading the player. You know, even to the point of like scoring 100 goals of the player, I wanted a little border around my card to go, listen, I've used this player a lot and I've, I've achieved some things. And... The information we're beginning to get now about what the evolution system is going to be is really exciting for me. And I, I don't know about you, who it might offer a completely different way of playing Ultimate Team. Yeah, it's certainly interesting. I think we've seen kind of the concept before, you know, if you go way back, like the Alex Hunter cards that I think I think you boosted those by doing stuff outside of foot and then got the boosted version in the in foot. But um, even with like the um, 
the Foot Academy for future stars. You know, you kind of see the vision there. And I think this should give a good, something that they can do across the cycle and also something that can hopefully help them out if they're not really sure, you know, maybe there's a week off from promos. They could release new objectives for boosting your players, kind of like they did with those footballers promotion this year. So I'm interested to see how they implement it. Like, do you just choose one player at the start and that's that's your player for the whole cycle? Can you do multiple? Can you swap them out? You know, if you want to boost like four players from the same team, it's a lot of work, but could you do it? I think that'd be really cool. Um, you know, really get you know engagement from people kind of passively without just being, oh, I'm just playing weekend league. I'm just playing my rivals games. It's, you know, I'm grinding towards something for the whole cycle. Yeah, de- definitely. That that grinding towards something for the whole cycle is definitely, I think, the thread that I hope they weave into this game mode. I'll just read it out kind of in, in what they've given the information on the website, and then we'll maybe go through the potential drawbacks. So um, it says, develop your own club legends. For the first time ever, you can improve players in your club via Ultimate Team Evolutions, a new way to build your squad around the players you love. Choose players that fit the evolutions criteria and complete a set of objectives to improve their individual skills, play styles, and overall ratings to keep them competitive throughout the year. This bit is the bit where I got a little bit excited, a little bit we came out. You'll even be able to level up how their player items look with new designs and animated backgrounds so you can flex on your opponent with your homegrown evolutions players and all the milestones they've reached for your club. The animated backgrounds and new designs, that's got me very excited. The example that they show on the website is uh, Yusufa Makoko going from, I think, 69 or 70 rated all the way up to 85 and changing from a silver into a gold. Um, the fact that they say overall ratings to keep them competitive throughout the year would lean into the fact that this is going to be something that they thread throughout the year. That's going to be something they have to manage. They can't be too overpowered, but they also can't be like too far behind the curve because it's just going to be a bit of a waste of time. For you, runners, can you see any drawbacks from this? Can you see anything that maybe you want a bit of clarification on? Yeah, it'll it'll be all about the staggering, just like you said, right? So obviously, I assume it'll be like capped at certain checkpoints throughout the year. And, you know, you'll be able to unlock the next tier come, say, November is like the first like the first time it goes to tier two and then you can get them up an extra few overalls and an extra few things but yeah just keeping it in line with the meta and not making it too far behind and then i suppose otherwise the only other thing would be if like you had a card that you know was say lengthy or whatever and lengthy was super effective right and you've been building up this player for three months and then there's patch drops that just destroys lengthy players and now you're just stuck with this player you spent so long on but it's no longer that effective in the game yeah i suppose that's something i hadn't thought about we have had like you know accelerate has been patched multiple times the kind of um Travella shots have been patched you know if you're maybe working towards getting that as a play style or a trait you know maybe they maybe they'll be Two separate things, maybe they'll be the same thing. And then it gets patched. I could see how that, you know, that might be a, a little bit of a drawback. You'd hope that there was the ability... One, one of the things I'm wondering is, can you update specific stats or does it just update the stats in general? Is it like a plus one to everything if you complete this objective? I think I, I'd kind of like to know that. I know in PES or eFootball, you can update specific stats on a player um, you have a limited number of stats that you can update because you know, of how old the player is depends on how much you can update them. Um, and 
that's kind of one of those things where if it's just like make them as fast as you can and as strong as you can, it doesn't really matter about anything else. I could see it becoming a little bit of a drawback, but I am quite excited to see what they're going to do there. I think it it could... I'm hoping that there'll be more than one because that's the other thing I kind of take from their blurb that you choose one player. I'm hoping it will be, you know, instead of having so many promos, we have evolutions weeks where you can add a new player and you get a bunch more objectives to upgrade existing evolutions players uh, and your new one as well. I definitely think that's something that should be, you know, maybe it'll be something where initially at the start of the game, you can upgrade 70 to 74 rated players or 64 to 74 rated players, and you can get them up to 82 rated. And as the year goes, you'll be able to choose cards that are higher and higher rated because they'll need to be brought up to the power curve. That's what I'm, that's what I hope it will be, but I definitely, definitely think it will be a different way of playing the game. Really looking forward to it. And then the final thing on Ultimate Team for now, I think is just the pre-order information which is if you pre-order by the 22nd of order, August, you get the untradeable UCL or UWCL uh, hero in Ultimate Team on the 27th of November. And then the Ultimate Edition bonus, and, and this is the kind of part that I want to ask about, is you get a Nike and EA Sports FC Ultimate Team kit, which looks fire. And then you've got a Nike Ultimate Team campaign loan player item, which is really rolls off the tongue, for 24 Ultimate Team matches. So kind of like that R9 loan that everybody got for 23 matches. The card design has a big Nike tick on it and a Nike tick up at the top. And again, looks unbelievably nice. And then it says access to Nike Ultimate Team campaign. The fact that that's with the Ultimate Edition bonus says to me, it's only going to be a pre- order like an um, early access campaign. You'll only be able to do it with the Ultimate Edition, which we'll see how good those night cards are, but could be a little bit of a overhead start for those people that want to pay the extra £30 or $40, which I think is the, the difference now. With all of the other um, brand partnerships that they announced, obviously Beats, um, Adidas, and PlayStation, what else would you like to see other than just a, a kit? You know, what do you think the, the campaign could entail, Runners? Well, from what it kind of looks like, I'm guessing is it's just a promo, right? There's no ones to watch. It's like, it's going to be the first week, so it's just going to be like an early access promo, I'm assuming. Um, it would be nice, though, since it is like called a campaign, if, um, you know, there was a lot, it was like quite objective based rather than, you know, just a team coming out and you can... <laughs> spend fc points as uh, they're going to be called now you know to just get some cards early um it would be really cool if there was like a lot of objectives and like extra stuff maybe like um just like tournament stuff or whatever just to unlock new cards yeah it was the, the fact that it says access to the campaign i, I agree it could just be because it's in uh, the early access but i wonder if we could see maybe a different you know, we've got season progress at the moment, which is open to everyone. I wonder if there'll be a second season progress, kind of like a battle pass type thing for specific brand campaigns. And there's an... I've always thought we have the potential to see, you know, we, they gave us all the TFOs and stadium designs. And whilst I think there are people that really love that, and, you know, when you look at skinning in other games, it is very successful. 
the real skinning for me would be, you know, boots. How do they wear their socks? How do they, you know, if they've got long sleeves, short sleeves, do they pop their collar? Like, I'm surprised that we don't have those options. And I'm wondering, specifically on the boots part with both Adidas and Nike, whether we might see a consumable item around that at some point. Is there anything you'd like to see from a kind of brand partnership process, anything in the game, Who? Yeah, I think I think the promo will be just something kind of fun and different for that you know, early access week just to show who the more dedicated players are. I hope it's nothing too overpowered because we don't really need the the power curve moving up before a full release even happens. Um, I do think it's interesting that Ranner said that, um, you know, no ones to watch in the pre-order reward. So I wonder if that's changing or, you know, they're just not including it because it's not as interesting to people. But um, when it comes to the branding, it seems like there's a lot of possibilities. I know we did the Adidas numbers up promo. Was it last cycle, I think? Um, which kind of mixed reviews, but you could see it's kind of the testing for maybe what could be going on here. So yeah, I think there's a lot of options. I just hope it doesn't get too sponsored focused where it's like you got your Pepsi card and he has more stamina because he drinks Pepsi or, you know, something kind of dumb like that. So I guess we'll see what they do, but, you know, hopefully just more new and fun ideas. Yeah, definitely. I think if it just introduces things for us to be able to complete and, uh, the part of it that I'm wondering if we'll see is a kind of real world link. You know, buying cans of Pepsi has, I don't know, maybe it was Coca-Cola. Yeah, it was Coca-Cola. I think because of the FIFA partnership, uh, you could buy cans of Coca-Cola and it would give you an ultimate team pack. This mainly happened, I think, in mainland Europe from as far as I'm concerned. I don't remember it happening too much in the UK. But I'm wondering if, especially from like a Nike and Adidas perspective, I think I was reading about the potential to get access to, you know, early releases of, you know, the new trainer. Again, I'm not a big fashionista. You probably surprised you to find out. Uh, and so, maybe, you know, I know that they do those kind of drops, limited releases of different items. Maybe you'll get early access to that or the code to access to it. I could see that being something they build in, which... As long as it's something I can either engage in or choose not to, I'll be fine with it. I think it's if they force you into it, it, it could get a little bit too, you know, it's like watching the NFL where, you know, you're the halftime show sponsored by Chrysler in the Coca-Cola halftime with the Pepsi replays. Um, you know, it could get a bit too much like that. Not that there's anything wrong with NFL. It's a great sport. Um, but that's kind of the, the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on with Ultimate Team. But there was something that they've released, which I don't think has been picked up on a lot. And in fact, I hadn't seen it until you who kind of just put it in our chat and said, have you seen the menus? Uh, and it's actually an announcement around how co-op is going to work. So do you want to just kind of run through what that update was that you saw? It was in like a news art article, wasn't it? That was linked to the website. Yeah, they did mention that they've added cross-play for pro clubs and Perhaps more importantly, um, for you know listeners of this podcast, they added it for co-op in Ultimate Team. So um, that's pretty cool. You know, makes it a little bit more viable. I, I know people in the Discord have sometimes had trouble. You know, you find someone you want to play co-op with, but they're on the other platform. But also within that article, they have some pictures of menus that they're kind of more for pro clubs and things like that and Volta. But it does kind of give a sense into like how they look. Um, they're very minimal at the moment. It's hard to say if that's just kind of a placeholder, if that's how they're going to be, but they look pretty simple, which I think is actually kind of a good thing. Hopefully it makes them load quickly, easy to read all the text, not too busy. But yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if that changes for Ultimate Team. 
One of the things I noticed, especially in the club's menu, was a fans counter and then playoffs for the league. So it looks like there may have been some work on pro clubs. Um, you know, if they've introduced the cross play aspect to it, it, that would that would suggest they have done some stuff to it. You know, you've got different levels of how famous your club is. It's like one of them says obscure with 12k fans. So I, I'm I'm kind of anticipating we might see something. Uh, an interesting release around that. There's also some information on career mode. If that kind of floats your boat, there's a new player agent aspect that they've built in. Um, I know we had the kind of beginning of those negotiations in career mode, but it does look like they've done some work to it at least. But going back to the the co-op situation, I actually think there's been like a mistype in the article that they've written because it says, we're, we're excited to announce that crossplay has been expanded into the following modes, clubs, co-op season, Volta Football, Ultimate Team Co-op, Squad Battles, Rivals, and Friendly. And then it says, and crossplay will continue to be available in the following modes. Ultimate Team, Rivals, Champions, Online Draft, Online Friendlies, and Player Friend. Now, I don't know, like, they're saying crossplay there. I'm wondering if they're talking about co-op crossplay or whether they're just talking about individual crossplay. Because obviously, champs, you can have open matchmaking in crossplay. It was it's one of those things where I've gone, if we could have a co-op champs, even if it was separate, I definitely think people would enjoy that. But there's lots of information on the website. If you haven't gone to the EAFC website and kind of just, just click on things that you don't expect are going to take you anywhere interesting, even like terms and conditions contain information that you weren't really expecting, if you can bother to read terms and conditions. And, you know, they give you a lot more insight. There's a few extra bits of information about how play styles are going to work about all of their um, links that they've got. You've got a preview of what the cards are going to look like. And I've got to say, I really like the look of the card design. It definitely looks like we're going to have a, a different way of looking at it. All of the cards currently don't have any rating or stats on them. And I can't see an obvious place on the card. You could maybe sneak the rating in the top left, but I can't see an obvious place for the stats. So maybe we're now going to get a kind of flip card system or these are just like the mini versions that remove the the stats from the card and they'll actually expand to show you them i think we've pretty much covered everything for now as i say there wasn't an awful lot of kind of information about exactly how things are going to work just more of an announcement that they're going to be in the game so unless there's anything from you who are runners that you kind of want to just touch on a little bit more I was reading the authenticity tab and noticed that they added the Korea K2 League. So if you're looking for the second tier of Korean football, then you'll be very happy. BPM's going off already. <laughs> all of these women's players added, all of these K2 League players added. It's gonna be it's gonna be brilliant. We're gonna be BPM into our hearts content next year. Anything from you, runners, that you'd like to kind of touch on before we uh, before we leave it? Unfortunately, I don't have anything as exciting as the K2 League, unfortunately. So I think we'll just have to leave it there. That's really sad. So I think the last question we'll have, we've seen a lot today. What have you not seen that you'd like to see in the near future? I'll start with you, Who? Something that, you know, realistically speaking, um, from the pitch notes, I'm hoping that they've done something with draft just because with the new chem system, it's uh, just a mess. You know, the lack of position modifiers, the chem styles, like the whole system just hasn't been touched since it was released. So hopefully they've done something to update draft. Otherwise, draft and moments are both just kind of irrelevant modes. I mean, I'll still play draft and I know people do, but it just loses all the hype. Um, so 
assuming they haven't added any big new modes, I'd like to see them at least kind of try to correct some of these you know older existing modes that they haven't done much with. Yeah, I can get on board with that. What about you, Reynolds? Anything you'd like to see announced that they didn't touch on? Um, I mean, it is technically a new mode and it's something you mentioned. I've just been an advocate for Call for Chance for about three years now. So I know we're eventually going to get it. You know, it might be 10 years from now, but, you know, maybe if it was this year, it would be pretty cool. Yeah, I would be. I'd be well up for that. There, there would be some cracking content to be had. There'll be some very competitive friendships would be broken if they did add that. Uh, for me, I, I'm, I, I can't really think of anything else I'd like to add. I just want more information. I, I want to play the game. Like, it's one of those things where it's now they've teased us and we're still two months and nine days away from being able to get our hands on it. Um, but I'm super excited um, about it. Thank you very much to Hubert. Where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, as Hubert H00Bear, also in the Foot Weekly Discord. So if you're listening to this, definitely join the Discord. Lots of discussion on the new game coming out. I'm sure people will be posting promo concept squads, all these different things. So um, definitely check it out. Yeah, so the first foot.gg article with their expected ratings for Manchester City players is uh, is going to be released either tonight or tomorrow. So yeah, we're into prediction season. And uh, thank you very much to Ranners for being here as well. Where can people find you? Thanks for having me, Josh. Uh, just Ranners on every platform, so pretty easy. Yeah, nice and simple. And I've been Josh Excels, your guest host for this week. Thank you very much for listening. And there we go. Thank you very much to Josh for hosting this episode in my absence. I'll be back to talk about EA Sports FC very soon with plenty of news and maybe even some hands-on experience. Looking forward to that. And if you're looking forward to it too and would like to subscribe, then you can do so by all the different various ways, including YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you'd like even more podcast content from Foot Weekly, then please do become a supporter. You can do that via Patreon. It's super quick and easy to sign up. Just search Support Foot Weekly or follow the link in the description of this podcast. And if you're already a supporter, a huge, huge thank you for making Foot Weekly possible. And a big thank you too to those icon patrons. Dave B, Hugh J, Coach Vass, DJ FIFA player, Alan G, Alistair, Anthony R, Dominic P, Rob P, Jeff B, Stephen F, Tom B, Damon H, David S, Nick Jack M, Eric T, Neil P, Adam G, Dan W, Waterman, N Hagman, Harry A, Jake G, Roger D, Springford, Elec, Bracco, Nishant, Harry P, Alex M, Lee A, Brendan W, Andrew C, Joe W, Timothy J, Dylan, J Kell, Ibis24, Adam R, Sam K, Graham W, Andy, Ads H2K, and Brian V. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add though. FIFA's a bit like life really, it has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.